They headed out into the sun. It was a windy day in southern Nevada, but it was always windy here. The sun shined down bright as it normally did, but Erica felt a definite coolness to the air. There was a brisk, fresh tone in the breeze that told her winter was fast approaching. It would be a welcome relief from the hot, blazing sun. Erica looked out at the rows of shanties that lined the landscape. Who would believe this used to be Las Vegas, she thought. Now the remnants had been salvaged and built into this refugee camp. Erica remembered hearing the soldier talk about what happened nine years ago after the quake. The surviving Americans found themselves in a drastically altered country. The quakes and all their world-shaking fury had rocked the polar caps, and huge chunks of glacial ice had inundated the oceans. As the ocean temperature warmed and the water desalinated, the ocean expanded. Erica knew that was true because she had witnessed it firsthand. The Pacific Ocean coast now hugged the edge of the Sierra Nevada mountains all the way down to Arizona. When the ocean hit the mountain gap in Southern California, it poured through, spilling into Nevada. Its advance had stopped just below the Hoover Dam, which by some miracle of extreme engineering was not destroyed in the quakes. The ocean's edge came to within a mile of the actual dam on one side, and on the other was Lake Mead. It was the key to this location being chosen for the camp. The lake was full and fresh. It was obvious to Erica that it was raining somewhere, but she knew it wasn't here. The ocean water in their little bay below the camp was a toxic slurry of all kinds of waste. Flooded oil refineries, nuclear power waste, chemical production factories, waste treatment facilities, and the city remains had all sloshed together in a brownish-gray slime that rose and fell with the tide. There was nothing alive in there, and those that ventured too close were met with stinging eyes and burning mucous membranes. Erica commented that the smell from the cesspool, as they called it, was not too bad today because of the cool breeze. The couple walked with Daniel down their dusty street. It was not an uplifting place. They stared out at row after row of dilapidated shanties made from the rubble of the past. Before living here, Erica had only seen places like this on news reports of third world countries. The destruction had finally hit home. Everything had to be recycled and put back into use. In this world, they had no choice. The survivors had been resilient. Even though the quakes had turned a once sophisticated country into ruins, they quickly gathered up the pieces and put some sort of a puzzle back together. They did it in the form of miles and miles of rickety refugee shanties. So many Americans had lost their homes and, more importantly, their land. Those that had not died of starvation or sickness after the great quake had nowhere to go. The rest of the world was in worse shape as cholera and disease took its toll on overpopulated countries that could not get sanitation and food supply back on track as fast as America did. To deal with the problem, the government had established these camps to house the refugees. Looking down the street at the squalor that they were expected to live in ate a hole into Erica's heart. The government had said the American borders were closed to protect American citizens, and living here was their only option. She couldn't understand how freedom could have been so quickly exchanged for security. Security from what? The big bad world? Each person here had survived the quake. 
What did they do so wrong to end up here? She wondered to herself. You know what they need, Mom? Daniel asked her curiously. What, honey? Erica humored him. Holler, Daniel answered cheerfully. Yeah, they do, Erica chuckled. He was so innocent, so carefree, she mused. He had never known any other life but that of being in this camp. Erica had tried to describe the great mountains of the west and the vast woodlands of the north to him. She had tried to describe the wondrous cities of the past, where the buildings stood taller than he could imagine, and they felt like they were going to fall right on you. She had shown him books in the library, but none of it did the real thing justice. She longed to see him free. Maybe she could endure one more meeting, one more time, for his sake. She tried to convince herself.